Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another amazing episode of the Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this amazing duo. My name is Steve. Episode 65 drops right now. Dan Ramirez at your service. What's happening? Hope you're having a good time wherever you may be. Hope everything smells good and looks good around you. You got no people with like B.O. sitting next to you on the train or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin. I got a lot to talk about today. What's happening, Steve? How are, how are you? I'm well, but how are your allergies? They're kind of getting me today, but I'm a little bit better than I was last time. Dude, your 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 situation last time was a big. Group. It was brutal, dude. It really. But was. I couldn't tell. You just felt terrible. Like I couldn't hear anything, but I could tell that you were like, "Oh, this is rough." It was a subtle change to my voice, but it was more of like the <gasps> that I was doing the breathing, which you good people didn't hear because I love to filter things out. But it was pretty. You bad. do love to filter things out. Well, sit like that. Who wants to hear me going? <laughs> sounding like Biggie Smalls and shit. You know what I mean? You know what's funny? I bet you a lot of people are like, you know what? It's good to know that somebody else is suffering with me. Oh, I'm suffering. Now, right now, does it is it bad? Because when it's bad for you, I know that when my son gets in the car, it's going to be bad. Whenever you're bad, I'm like, oh, here we go. And he gets in and he's bad. It's okay. But I haven't really been outside oh, cool. today. So <laughs> we'll oh, see what happens. Shoot. See what happens when the gardeners come again, those pricks. Gee, listen. Well, they do such a good job to your wonderful lawn, though. Your lawn is nice, dude. It looks like someone took about seven different types of grass seeds and put them in the front lawn. <laughs> it's a patchwork. Oh, speaking of your backyard, yeah. why don't you tell these wonderful people about your egg situation, how you barbecued and such? But I barbecue all the time. Nothing special. Did a little Easter cooking. That's about it. Yeah, but you even reached out to barbecue.com.org.net to find out what they thought. Did you see that on Twitter? I did see that on Twitter. Damn, there's I no privacy, man. I almost made... I was so close, but I thought, what if barbecue.com answers them? And they're just like, well, what's up with the douche above us? So I was like, let me just leave this. Who's this troll? Oh, dude, I was about to go. (laughs) (laughs) All I did was, I can't remember the first question I asked. You were like, good um, lords of barbecue. Can I proffer you yet one question, please? I was like, Jesus, dude. (laughs) Penny for your thoughts. (laughs) I was like, this is. Such a, a, a one knee down Dan. Oh, I was man. like, what is this all about? Why you got to be oh. making fun of me all the time, Hudson? Gee, because I was like, I've never seen you reach out directly to a, like a, something I've never heard of, by the way. It's like me saying, dear Mr. Black Dude, is it okay if I go to this barbecue with some racist? Like, it's like me what? calling to the king it's like of that. all. Yes, it is. Dear barbecue.com. What would you recommend? I'm like, oh, there's a barbecue god? I did not know this. His name is Malcolm Reed. And you best step back up off of him because he's like, he's the shit. You should hear this guy talk. He could put me to sleep if he just read me golden book, nighttime stories, bedtime stories. Come on. Did he reply to you? Hell no, he didn't reply to me. Exactly. So he's not that dope. Yeah, he's not that dope for not replying because he can't. He's not famous. He's not like he's this big celebrity. It's not like I uh, tweeted Gordon Ramsay or something like that. He's just this dude out of like Tennessee. And he talks like this, and he makes everything just real, real good. You know, so today, I'm going to tell you what I cooked. I'm going to do it like Malcolm Reed. Okay. All right. Yes, please. So, Steve, what I did, first of all, was I went to the meat market, and I got myself what's called a Packer brisket. Now, a Packer brisket breaks down into two (laughs) different categories. You've got the point, 
And that's just where all the nice, you know, t- lean meat is. It's very flavorful if you do it right. And then, of course, you've got the, po- uh, the what is it? The point. Yeah, the point. Did I say both of them? Let me try that again because I'm fucking up. Uh, you got the <laughs> <laughs> you got the flat, which is all the lean stuff, and then you got the point, which is more of a, a fattier meat. And that's the part that you separate later on. You make burnt ends with it. I mean, they come out real, real good. You cut that off about 190 degrees, and you you put you cube it up, and you put it in some barbecue sauce, add some some honey and some brown sugar, and you just get something that's real, real nice. So that's what I did. I made a brisket for Easter, and I also made some burnt ends. Dude, that I actually I actually would listen to that guy. Yeah, when I put on his videos, dude, I listen to the point where I almost fall asleep. I don't know what it is. There's certain dude, voices. you're doing way too much. No, there's just, you've never met somebody whose voice you just want to, like, could you just read me a book or read the items on this grocery store receipt? Anything just to keep your voice going? You never James met people Earl like Jones. that? Okay, James Earl James, Jones. I guess. I'm yeah. trying to think of someone else. There's just been people like that in my life. They're talking to me and I start but to like nod off a little bit. I could listen to Bucks if, if he read the phone book. I could listen to him start reading from A. Bucks, record yourself reading I, I, the phone yeah, book. Sure. Let's do this. Time is money. With your bass. Play the bass like a, a Walk walking the bass. bass and be, yes. And then just be like, Adam. Oh, my God. What's another A last name? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of another A, A last. I was like Adams. I'm like, oh crap, that's crazy. There's a million of them. Yeah, I that's, can't think of any sad. of them either right now. Maybe this is a <laughs> this is a bit that we should probably just put aside and keep moving, right? No, but that's great. They heard a bit fail because I actually was going somewhere with Adams, and I was like, and then I had like five more, and my brain was like, oh, you don't though. You didn't know? No, we don't know how it is. That's, exactly. That's how it went down right there, G. That is the, and you know what I just noticed? Exactly. That is the that? cheesiest sound effect that exists in the face of the earth, I think. Oh, everyone uses that's that. When, no, when you use that, that's when you're just in morning zoo mode. But the problem is morning zoo is also now the battle rap horn effect, too. They've taken it. It's that. Yeah, but that's a fun. That's still a fun. You don't think that's a, how many, like, you don't think that's a fun sound effect? I'm over it. Wow, Dan. I'm over it, Steve. Dan, I have something for you. Oh, okay. What do you got? have whiteboard thoughts oh sweet it's been a while you know what we really need to get some kind of a theme for the whiteboard thoughts i'm only gonna do two because it gets overwhelming there's too many but i do have two that i'll do for you all right let's do it number one during easter this people happy easter this kind of goes with easter belated easter yes the only name you can put in front of is risen is jesus everyone else sounds ridiculous Dan is risen. I'm like, yeah, that sounds silly. I kind of like it. Do, do you though? When I see it on the church, I'm like, oh, only Jesus is risen sounds right. Everything else is risen sounds absolutely ridiculous. Michael is risen. Is risen. That's ridiculous. It'd be like, oh, that sounds silly. But if I had a poster that said Jesus is risen, people were like, yep, that's good. I'm like, that phrase only made, that's a, that's a singular phrase for a singular name. Carl? Carl is risen. <laughs> no. What if like <laughs> that sounds great though? What if Riza died and then came back as a zombie? And they went <gasps> Riza is, is risen? risen. That sounds good. Oh, that's pretty dope. It's got a nice little ring. Or to if it. both of them died at the same time, Riza and Jizza is risen. <laughs> wow. 
Or if they all rose, Riza, well, if they all rose into a sperm bank, it would be Riza and Jizza have is risen in Jizza. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I didn't ever think I would hear the word jism come out of your mouth. That's funny. Oh, jism coming out of your mouth. That's what I just said. Wow. <laughs> Goodness gracious, G. Come on. Jesus, Louises. So much for our PG rating today. I am debating on if I do a music one or a porn one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going porn. Thanks, man. Thank All you right. very much. Here, here goes. Um. I was watching a movie and I was like, I told my son, hey, this person's a star. And he's like, yeah, he's a superstar. I'm like, no, nah, he's a star. And he's like, no, it's a superstar. So first question is, what makes a star a superstar? And secondly, if we're talking about views, wouldn't porn stars be superstars? Because they get watched more than any other movie. They're superstars in my book, Hudson. <laughs> I appreciate their work. Do you dance? Yeah. Do you? There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Are you sure you want to do this? A lot of sweat equity going on in this here. Yeah. So I totally I think appreciate they it. should be called superstars. And they don't ever be. And also, it's like, okay, is, would you say that, um, who's a good, oh, okay. Are any of the stars on casual superstars? No, not yet. They're not super. So what do you think is the. Robert Downey Jr. Where does the needle. That's a superstar? I think so. You think so? Fuck yeah. Well, then is Spider-Man a superstar? I think he's on his way. Who's another superstar? Let's see. Uh, Tom Cruise, superstar. That's a superstar. But are we saying Tom Cruise is in the same bowl of Robert Downey Jr.? Uh, <laughs> he's got a longer career. Yeah, but is he a super? Today, is Robert Downey Jr. a superstar? There are a bunch of people right now that are shitting themselves because they might lose Tony Stark in the next couple of days, next few hours for some people. Yes, but that has a lot to do with the movie because a lot of people cried when Spider-Man went. It wasn't because of him. It was just like, oh no, we love Spider-Man. Maybe if you take out the element of him being in the Avengers, Robert Downey Jr. may not be a superstar. Exactly. Where's because the like he was in Chef, and I'm like, oh, there's Robert Downey Jr. But I was exactly. like, oh my God, there's Robert Downey Jr. If The Rock was in Chef, you'd be like, oh my gosh, The Rock's in Chef. I think The Rock's a superstar. <laughs> he is a superstar. Now, is is um, Batista? No. Interesting, G. You don't think so? No, not not even close. Take, Who's a, the take away Drax, the no and then what do you got? True. What about that guy from The Notebook? Gosling? Yeah, is he a superstar? Nah, fuck that guy. Oh, interest. He was a star of that. Um, I don't like that guy. What is it? I think he's twenty twenty one or. But is he a superstar though? Not in my book. I'm saying in the in the so even if you took yourself out of it, you'd say that doesn't qualify as a superstar. Weren't we talking even about he, porn? We were, but you kind of answered it really quickly. You're like, yeah, they're superstars. I'm like, okay. Porn and quickly they're go superstars. together. You know what? Anything can quickly go together for me. That's a Heroes of Noise throwback right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> exactly. I was sitting there with Maj and we were just going through names. And he was like, yeah, this is this is kind of more difficult than I actually planned. I was like, I know, right? Is one person a star? Because once you say a person's a star, I'm like, well, then that person's a superstar. And you're like, oh, no, they can't both be superstar, superstar. One of them is bigger. Way bigger. So it's like, okay, there are stars but not everyone, like Robert Downey Jr., I'm not putting him in. 
Would you put Chris Pratt as a superstar? He was on his way for a little bit, but I think he kind of went astray, don't you think? Like after oh, Star Lord, sure, dude. Because that Jurassic movie sucks. Those those it new ones sucked. suck. Yes. So I haven't he really seen him way. do anything else besides that yet. He had the uh, not the Office, uh, Parks and Rec, and then he had Guardians. But no, yep, not a superstar. True. Who else is a superstar? Is Aziz Ansari? No, not even close. But he, okay, here's what I'm gonna say. He can pack Madison Square Garden though. Yeah, he's not a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay, what made you click over? What do you mean? Like pause and yeah, yeah. What made you the the decision was like okay, nope, he's not. Well, I just considered it. You said he could pack Madison Square Garden, so I gave it a little bit of thought, and then I'm thinking, like, no. who else has packed Madison Square Garden that might not be a superstar? And I think there's a bunch of people that are like that. Oh, who? Dane Cook was a superstar. Dane Cook was a bit of a supernova. He was really big, and then he just sort of just disappeared into obscurity. Although I know, I guess he's coming back. He has a new album or something, or a new tour. He's trying. I think he the the moment passed. All those people are in like in careers now that loved him. They're like in a family life now. They're not. That was twenty years ago almost. He was a superstar on MySpace, as I recall. Oh, he was human, but dude, he worked. He spent seven hours, eight hours a day uh, replying to messages. Like every person, that's how he built his fan base because he would talk to people. Just like the heroes of noise, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Now, would you say um, homegirl, uh, who's Black Widow? Um, Scarlett Johansson, superstar? In my book. But is she? I think if you take away this filter of the Avengers again. <laughs> yes, Doug! There's a lot left to be desired. She's not a su- That's what I'm saying. So I would say... In like, the Avengers say, world, in the Marvel universe, yeah. she is definitely a superstar in my book. She's a super, but see, it's weird because I would call Angela Bassett a superstar. She can helm a movie and bring people just off the strength of her being in the movie. But by that definition, then Robert Downey Jr. is a superstar. He could not bring people. I think Angela Bassett could bring more people than Robert Downey to a random movie. I disagree. I think so. I think if she was like, I think only because she has such a base that is loyal. Robert Downey Jr. would not have the legs that an Angela Bass- Bassett movie would have because Angela Bassett has a loyal fan base, dude. That will just keep that movie going. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have that. People don't trust his movies by himself. They trust Angela Bassett's movies by herself. Well, I didn't care for these movies, but Sherlock Holmes did pretty well from what I understand. Did it? I think so. I don't care for them myself. But, but I then think you had Jude like Law them. in it also. Yeah, but I don't think Jude Law made the difference. You don't think Jude Law is bigger than Robert Downey Jr.? No. Interesting. I don't think he's really? any any worse, or you know what I'm saying. Like I don't think he's so. They're on the same. Lesser of a man. Yeah, they're on the same plane. There's, there's a better way of putting it. So you're saying Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. could probably command the same amount of movie for money for a movie. I think so. I think Robert and Downey if, Jr. would do a little better. Like now, like once he jumps off of this, I think his next project, which okay, <laughs> this might be answering your argument, is uh, I think it's like. Uh, the Tales of Dr. Doolittle. It's a Dr. Doolittle movie. Come on, G. Okay, you got a point. Come on, G. What about, okay, ooh, here's a person that's never in the limelight. Well, no, I have two people. Number one, would you say, I, is Jack Black a bigger superstar than Robert Downey Jr.? Mm. Ooh. No, I think, like, I think that Jack Black is having a moment that's already starting to wane. Really? Yeah. But I love, fucking love Tenacious D. Even their new stuff I love. I would say that he is a bigger star than Robert. I think if a solo Jack Black 
movie dropped, it would make more money than a solo Robert Downey Jr. movie. I think it just depends on the content. Sorry for the pauses, but I'm just, I'm thinking about no, it. No, it's, I think people on the, I think people listening are thinking about it. like, okay, now this person has been out of the limelight, but I would still, would you still consider Steve Martin a superstar? Um, I don't know if it's my bias towards him, but yes. So would I. I fucking love Steve Martin. And same with Eddie Murphy. I think Eddie Murphy is, I don't think, can Eddie Murphy ever not be a superstar? Or is he just now solidified as a superstar? I think he's over? currently not a superstar. I think he's still a superstar. Dude, Haunted Mansion. Doesn't matter. I think he could command $20 million tomorrow. Yeah, he probably could. But I don't know if that necessarily that, makes him a superstar. He was. He totally, I think it makes him a superstar because they're betting on his superstardom to make that money back. That's a star. That's a superstar being like, I, you could, I, cause I'm like, who else can get coming to America too? Oh, you know what this is, Steve? This is a huh. chance for him to prove he's a superstar. Ah, there it is. That's what it is. That's true. Now that I agree with. He has a chance to redeem superstar status with this. Exactly. And I think like the people that are turning into superstars, I put uh, Hemsworth in there. He's on his way to superstardom if he doesn't make any hiccups. And I think so is um, Homegirl. Um, that she's going to be in the MIB with him. I think Tessa is on her way. She could be a Tessa superstar. Tessa is on now, her way. Now, I don't think we've had a superstar, female superstar, the likes of... We're still waiting for the next Julia Roberts. Who's that going to be? Because she was everywhere for years. She was a big old superstar. I think she's still a superstar. She is still a superstar. Lady Gaga is a superstar. She's a superstar. Julia Roberts, is she a superstar? She's in the Hall of Fame. They gave her a jacket already. She can go to the dinners. She's got her own table. Julia Roberts is still a superstar. She has a Hall of Fame. Eddie has a Hall of Fame. Steve Martin has a Hall of Fame. I think Jack Black should get a Hall of Fame. I'm not going to argue he that. He should get a Hall of Fame. Is Kevin Hart a superstar? No. I disagree. I think he's a superstar. I think he's a superstar. When you're filling a football stadium, a football stadium is crazy. I've seen him. I paid. Oh, wait. You went to see him? Yeah. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. What? Because you don't find something funny? I should. No, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, I think you are. <laughs> I think you're, you know, I think you're shot out of a cannon today, and I don't really appreciate your candor, Damn. sir. Oh, your wife wanted to see him? No, I took Ben. Ah, there it is. We sat and we watched a couple of his live performances on Netflix and we laughed. I did. I did laugh at his first one. Like there was, <laughs> there's one that is just freaking hilarious. Now me, I didn't know, like there's certain people I only listened to because you had them on your iPod that you gave me and it was Cat Williams. I didn't know Cat Williams was super funny. <laughs> no, he's hilarious. <laughs> I said he's. Was. He's not really that hilarious anymore. Is he a superstar? No. Was he ever? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think it was really funny at one point. Is Denzel Washington a superstar? Absolutely. Is Samuel L. Jackson a superstar? Oh, come on, dude. Do you really, do I have to answer this question? You do. He's on Capital One commercials. He's a fucking superstar. Is Quentin Tarantino a superstar? Oh, and also, hold on. Okay. Also, Samuel L. Jackson, that's a very good example because Samuel L. Jackson is, he can be completely independent from the Avengers, un or for, excuse me, from the uh, Marvel Universe. And he can still like just sell. And this has been happening since Pulp Fiction. You're totally right. So he's 100% no, right. a superstar. That's a great, that's a great, is, is Quentin Tarantino out of our circle a superstar? I think some people would say he is. Really? 
Yeah. I don't think everyone would agree with that. Would I? Would you say he's a superstar? Mm, I can tell you this. He's definitely a household name. That's true. Everyone knows who Tarantino is. Even if you say the name, they'll be like, I've heard it. Right. Everyone's heard Quentin Tarantino. Well, then in that case, Kurt Russell is a superstar. You know what? I'm going to give you that. I like Kurt Russell. Is he a superstar? He's a superstar to me, Steve. And that, okay, ladies and gentlemen, write in your people that, okay, if anyone's interested in getting into this, can you column out somehow, email us, put columns of superstar and star and write as many as you can. And Make I want so. to, because I want to debate somebody's superstar star list and see, because I don't know where it, where the needle clicks over, where it's just like, no, that person's a superstar. No, that person's a star. Because they do make it, they don't call everyone a superstar on like on TV. They won't use it for just anybody. Like superstar is like, oh, there's five of them. <laughs> there's like five superstars. Hey, can I piggyback off that thought for a second? Please. I just had an idea, Steve. Tell me what you think. I think that you'll agree with this. So that's why I'm just presenting it right now. I think that our listeners, if they have things that they want us to talk about or debate, I think that they should write them in. I don't care what it is. For sure. Send them in. If it sucks, we'll tell you. But I mean, I think, I think, or we just tell you what, if you don't hear it, it's pretty much sucky, but we'll definitely approach this and do it. I think I want to have a little more dialogue back and forth with our listeners. So send something in, man, and, and ask me a question. Ask Steve a question. Please do. Maybe it'll become a segment. Oh, for sure. Uh, what, do you, what would you call it, Dan? I don't know. I'm thinking about this on the fly, Hudson. Give me a break. Hold on. Let me think. We're going to call it Dan and Steve debate listener email. Yeah, that's good. Go with that. It's going to work. That's going to do think it, it, will, it, I think it will fit the Google Docs. Sure. Oh, yeah. I've been doing Google Docs for the last three years. My man just discovered it right now. He's like, oh, I can do something no, with it, too. Here's the thing. I didn't, like, I, I normally, he emails it to me, and so I go from the email, um, and it links over to the Google Docs. But I remember a while ago him saying, hey, dude, just download the, um, no, 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 my son said download the app. I said, cool. And I never used it. And now it's just like, that is so much easier. And so I've been messing with the titles in real time. It's fun. It's really, really fun. Thank you, Dan. You should have seen what he put. I said, Dan loves Kevin Hart. Did you laugh at the concert? Um, like a couple of times. Oh, man. It wasn't his best stuff. Okay. And also, people were like a little tense at that show. Because I don't know if you've heard of this. And it's make, it makes sense. But they don't want them recording the material, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, a, it's not like he has new material every night. Yes. It's yes. like a band that has a set list. They just, mm-hmm. He just runs through his material. And uh, people were getting thrown out left what? and right. Oh, so he had people going through the crowd then. People are so ignorant and stubborn, though. You know what I mean? Like, they, they say it. They go like this. They go... Okay, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me just get your attention for a second here. Kevin Hart's about to come on, but we just want to lay a couple of ground rules down so everyone has a really good time. So, as you know, we do not allow recording in the arena. So if we do see that, if we see your phones out, we don't want pictures taken or anything like that. We want to stress this. If we see anything happening, we're going to throw you out. Let me say that again. If we see anything happening, we're going to throw you out. Okay? So. That's pretty straightforward. It's like... It's like immediately you start seeing phones and shit. It's like, fuck you. You can't beat me. Yeah. So I swear to you, like no less than 40 people got thrown out. Good Lord, man. I'm not exaggerating at all, Steve. Seriously. There are some very 
defiant, ignorant people. Jeez, Louise. Because yeah, like they were, like you said, they they burned the material throughout their tour. They didn't have years ago. You didn't have YouTube, so you know Eddie Murphy could just do Delirious a million times, and no one's ever heard those jokes. Now you do it once, you've heard it. Some people have heard it on YouTube now, so that's tough. Until they do like the live DVD or whatever. But yeah, you're right, dude. Why would you want to burn that for somebody? I totally get that. I totally it's get just that. weak behavior. Everyone oh, always yeah. has to be bootlegging everything. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to act like I never uh, benefited from some bootlegs. Okay? Uh-huh, but, uh-huh. I'm, but I totally get where they're coming from with this. I remember the first time I saw a comedian twice and I realized that they just had the same material. There was this guy. He was pretty obscure back in the day. His name was Tree. Do you remember that guy? Really tall, white dude, bald guy with a leather jacket. No. He did some TV work, you know, like doing stand up and stuff. Tree? But he, he never really tree. Yeah, he okay. never really blew up. But uh, I saw him come through Fresno a couple of times. I think he came twice in a year. And the second time I went back, that's when I realized, oh, they don't just have material all the time like that. It was the literally the same routine that he'd just been touring for a year on. Which makes sense. It does. But it Which- was just like, oh, you're just not a naturally funny person. You know what I mean? Like I, I sort of ignorantly approached it from that angle. And just thought these people are just naturally funny and they just always say funny things no matter what they're saying. I didn't realize it was a whole thing that they've worked out. Now I know you tour your material, you work it out as you're touring. And by the end, you should have something pretty awesome. Now, I heard Chappelle can do like a bunch of different sets. Like you could see him a few times or like he didn't even talk about the same thing. I've heard that, too. I've seen him. He's really good. He's really I never good. saw one of those legendary four hour sets that he's done, but I think he did. He wasn't treated very well in Fresno, so I think he only did like an hour and a half. I know at the comedy fest that I went to, he went after they shut off the lights. He kept going. So that was kind of legendary. The lights go out. He's like, okay, look, man. Yep. Sure. Because he's like, I <laughs> still got turn on the say. lights. And the funny thing is, like, they listened to it. Like, they wouldn't turn off his mic. They wouldn't turn off Chappelle's mic. They were just like, well, what do we do? <laughs> You're not going to turn off Dave Chappelle's mic. So he went on. He kept going. I'll stand here in the dark, man. <laughs> so good he, he was funny like and it was like does he have a set because it seems like anything someone would start saying all of a sudden he would just start riffing on that thing i was like wow this is weird man and it was that's an unbelievable funny. talent when you can do that and be funny and he's comfortable up there like that's where he's he's just like comfy he's in his own bag but yeah he's one of the few that i was i don't know but i do know that like at some of his shows he does you know how they have that box that you have to put your cell phones in uh, I mean, I can imagine what you're talking about. I've never seen the box. Yeah, you have to put in it, it, it like you can hold you can have your box, but like your phone in the box, but it literally blocks. Uh, um, You can't take pictures. You can't do anything. And so he does that at some of his shows. If he's working stuff out, he'll be like, no, 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 no. You can't have your phones because I'm working through something. And it's that important to him because he, he doesn't tour really. So when he does, he's like, look, I really need to work through this stuff so this is what they're selling to the public so it makes complete sense and you're not stepping on their toes just put your damn phone down and quite honestly it's kind of healthy because i think that we're we live in this society now where we can't watch movies without looking at our phone that's true you can't sit in church or you know whatever and not look at your phone it's just crazy so i I totally respect that can you sit in church without you looking at your phone dan i did two weeks ago oh yeah you finally gave your heart to the Lord. No. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what happened, Steve. That's good. You know, Dan, I've been waiting for this to happen. For me to give my heart to the Lord? Yes, because Carl is risen. 
Brent has risen. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, something has quote unquote. I don't do church, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not opposed to it. It's just that my daughter's embracing religion and I support that. I will say that. And you know what? That's an important thing because it, it I mean, look, there's scientific data that says prayer does work, even though it's a mental thing. Prayer sure. works. Yeah. So, I mean, your daughter's going to be a happy person. She seems to be when she's not acting 15. And you never know. You might be next on the list, Dan. That chance, Stephen. <laughs> I'm saying you never know. Life is funny. That's big negative, Hudson. So, this week, something happened, Dan. Do you want me to tell you what happened? What happened this morning, first of all? Oh. We, we started a little bit late. Sorry to take away your story, but oh, we started a little Dan. bit late. And don't worry, I'm sure we're going to get an equally entertaining story. Oh. Steve Hudson, can you please tell the people what you dealt with prior to us starting our show? So, I wake up this morning to take the morning urinal. And I walk into my bathroom, and I was like, I love waking up, going into an empty bathroom. And there's a line of ants that were like, wrong, wrong. <laughs> and so I look in my tub and there is a line of ants. I'd say 20. 20 ants. 20 ants. You're tripping on 20 ants? That's a grip. And so I'm like, how do I humanely get rid of these things? Like, what is the move? This is what I wanted to ask you. (laughs) Like, what is the move? So I sit on the top of my toilet for a while and I think, and I was like, okay, I could do the napkin thing. Each one. Let's assume it takes a minute. Each one. That is 20 (laughs) minutes minimum. Are their lives worth 20 minutes of my time? And then I didn't think about that for like three minutes. By this time, it's about... 11, 15, 11, 20. By the time I get off the toilet, I'm texting you. <laughs> That's how long I thought about it. So I was like, okay, 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 here's what I'll do. And I said, I'm sorry. I put on my black suit and my tie and brought flowers. And it was like, y'all niggas got to <sighs> die today. Yeah, I know. Did you man. do it? I, okay. Somebody got to die tonight. I okay, there's a barrier thing I put around the house that I forgot to put around this this week. Uh, you know, the the thing you spray around the house to keep ants and stuff out. Are you out there with your sprayer? Uh-huh. Look at you. And so it's it keeps them away so I don't have to kill them. Or, oh gee, sometimes I'll come in and see a roach in my black widow nest or in my black widow uh web, and I kind of wink at them, being like, I see you, homie. I see you. Don't you. T- hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh-huh. You have a known Black Widow two, web. Two. Two of them. Mm-hmm. How long have they been there? Well, the longest I've had one alive, because I tried see, to. There you go. No, no, you already gave me the wrong answer. <laughs> it's like, why are you not taking these out of your house? Um, No, they're not in my house. They're in my garage. Okay. They're like a barrier. That's part of the house. Mm-hmm. The barrier from what? Or are they like guard spiders? Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this, Dan. Oh, I'm glad you asked me. There is a massive, like huge Black mm-hmm. Widow um, web in fr- uh, right at the entrance of the door that goes outside. Go on. So if somebody walks in, why? Um, because, and you know what's funny? Here's the funny part. So I walked into my door to come in to my house and I hit a massive web. 
And I said, oh, it's going for big game now. Yeah, you. It's been scoping me and being like, homie looks delicious. Look at that. <laughs> nice. Dark meat. Dark skin. <laughs> and so there's two of them I have. One of them stays hidden. Um, but I'll just see the carcasses of like roaches in my garage that he was just like, he threw out for me and be like, check out. This is how I'm rolling now. This is I'm how starting I'm rolling. small. Exactly. He's throwing it out to see the carcasses so I can walk <laughs> into him and be like, dang. But the big mama, big mama, um, I think the, she's been alive for about five months now. And she has progressively, like Maj and I remember when she was little, little, little. And Maj was like, I wonder how long we can keep her alive. Because they die out of nowhere. Like, you'll walk to the web and be like, oh, 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 he's not moving, G. So, but or she's not moving. But this one, Big Mama got big. Like, she's large to the point yeah, she could do damage venom. now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can't hurt us. Like, we wouldn't even know if we got bit. Bullshit. Dead serious. I, I looked it up. They're like, a court. they said, we have, there hasn't been a death of a, let's just say a spider bite, period. Skip I'm not Black saying Black. it's going to kill you, but you're, you're not going to feel it. They said that it's the equivalent of you thinking that you just got, like you ran into a tree branch and got pricked. They're like, you're not going to really feel it. Like they said, a tarantula doesn't have venom, but that bite, he, they're like, oh, you'll know something happened. Oh you, yeah, I've seen those fangs. Yeah, they're like, but you won't, there's no venom in them, but it doesn't have to be because you'll be like, oh my god that freaking they're like black widow you probably got bit before and you didn't know it if anything you're just like sure it's hot today that's it they're like you wouldn't even recognize you got bit so they're like the fact that and you have to really really like one dude was on don't ask me why on youtube trying to make a black widow bite him and it wouldn't do it because it only has a finite amount of venom they can't waste it on people they're like yeah we need to keep this if we get food so a lot of times, like I, I don't, I don't, I, I make sure to keep at least two in there and I literally don't see roaches in my garage. I do see the remnants of roaches in my garage, but I'm like, okay, at what point do roaches evolve into not running into these things? Like how many centuries? Anyway, so. You'll find that out when it's too late, my friend. Gee, gee, but they, but roaches have evolved into not liking raid. Like. They'll they'll know the taste or smell of it and avoid it. That's how quickly they're learning. It's pretty crazy. I I look this stuff up way too much. Anyway, um, so I go out and I, I will give you that, dude. You do your research. I try. I I, I read up on how, what I'm supposed to do with these ants, and there's nothing. They're like, look, if they're carpenter ants, there is no. You you just have to get rid of them. I got some diatomaceous earth and I put it on the back and I blew it into underneath the um, uh, house and dude. Um, they are gone. I don't even know I, what it does to them is so just terrible. It's terrible what it does. I can live with it. it, it can you? Yeah, I have like I just an exterminator literally just left my house and I'm like job well done. So what okay, what what brought this because when I said something about the ants in my tub and my tub's clean, but they're like it doesn't matter. they like water. I said, well, that's a problem because guess what is in my tub often? What? So um, what, what, what was your issue with the end? Well, what made you say, I need to get an exterminator for this? I don't like insects. Not like I'm afraid of them or anything, but they don't belong in my house. So I just prevent that. How many? I've had thousands of ants in my kitchen before. Ah, come on, Dan. Dude, come on. Look at, think how thousands? small they are. Yeah, in a line. 
I th- coming from who knows where. Dan. We get these little ant hills that pop up in the front of our, you know, because like if you're looking out of my kitchen window, that's the front yard. Yes, where the grass so right is. underneath that. Well, there's like a little flower bed, and they like oh, to build I do little see that ant hills right there. A beautiful flower bed too. There ain't nothing in it. What you talking about? Yeah, there is. Isn't there? There's like it's it's well. That's <laughs> no, all right. Yeah, got like rose bushes and stuff. I didn't know that they liked to build stuff. Oh, so they build it against the wall and go underneath, or through corners, like through the little corners the in the cracks. window. Yeah. The cracks, yeah. yeah. That's a way of do you put caulk, caulking in there? Uh, yeah, I do. I knew I'd it. I lay it down it nice and Here thick. It comes. <laughs> that's what I had to do. I had to put, I had to put caulking there. And um, I don't kill the ant hills. I just go for the cheap dad jokes. That's I'm so okay. Pathetic. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I, I don't kill the ant hills in my backyard. I have like three. You know, you're like a little dicky. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Oh no, no question. And one day, here's what I'll say: when the ants like have been exterminated from the planet. Then scientists are going to be like, turns out they were kind of important. (laughs) And we're going to be like, oh, yeah. And all of a sudden we'll see like 15, 15 foot roaches be like, oh, this is what happens. Dude's going to be like, perhaps I should say nothing at all. (laughs) But here's the news. (laughs) Gee, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, but I, I dude, it's so unexpected when you see them. No matter, there is never a day you wake up expecting ants, even though they happen yearly. They're a, for like for me at least, I'll see like every summer when summer starts, I'll see like one or two scouts, and I'm like, I see you, son, and I'll make sure to like do the vinegar thing, and the vinegar thing always works. Um, but this time somehow overnight, dude, they're like, hey, homeboy does vinegar, so we're gonna have to do the bum rush Bogart, okay, and break, and they did it overnight. Just bum rushing young Steven's house because they know he's vulnerable. He's easy. He's an easy target. I really am, dude. They need to have spy ant spiders or, you know, that eat ants. But ants just like take over. <laughs> like if there's enough of them, gee, it is not a fight. It you know what's is crazy, not dude? a fight. Have you ever seen those little bridges that they make from like beehives the- and yes. things like that? Usually yes. they're fire ants that do that. I think. You know what? Who, I'm, who am I bullshitting? I don't really know. Have you seen how they can make things themselves like float over rivers? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Gee, that's crazy. They that's form. Crazy. They get on my back, and they just Gee. form a fucking. You know, you know what? Um, obviously, it's CG, of course, but Ant Man kind of does a little bit of a play on yes. that and shows you what they're capable of doing. They are. They're very, very like um, with Diatomaceous Earth. When you spread it on uh, uh, an ant. If an ant gets it on him, another ant will carry that ant away and throw them out like they're diseased. And all the ants will start doing that until all of them with that on them are gone. I'm sorry, Peter. <laughs> exactly. It has to be. Exactly. <laughs> Just kill me, man. Just kill me. <laughs> They'll be like, hey, are you friends with Peter? And dude's like, yeah, we're really close. Be like, dude got diatomation earth on him. Be like, I mean, I don't know him like that, man. I don't, I don't know him like that, I don't know family, but you know what I'm saying? He's They're cool. kind of weird. <laughs> they don't come to church as much as they used to. Not since, well, I mean, they started coming when their daughter got confirmed. But, you know, before that, they weren't really here. So now I'm an aunt. All right. <laughs> you like that, G? Speaking of Ant-Man. Oh, Dan. It's a big, big week. Okay, before I say this, I'm getting worried. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you've already seen it. I know some of you probably avoid trailers, but the Avengers Endgame trailer is happening. And it's a great trailer. 
And I tried to avoid it and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. it the trailers that have been out for a while, you finally watched it. I finally did it, dude. Dan, I'm not ready. No one is. And from the people giving reviews now. Okay, here's I'm trying not to even look at that, but I did read some of oh, them and dude. it's so promising. Oh, and they're smart. The people I've read know exactly what to say without doing too much. They're just like, look, it's the best thing you're going to watch. Period. It's over. The, it's the culmination of a thing. And from what it sounds like, it is a great bow, a fantastic bow to put on the series. And I'm like, I mean, for that alone, it's, it's like, I know that yesterday at work, a, a dude was like, well, I already know what's going to happen. I know who's going to die. And I'm like, I know that we don't know because the people that did think they knew walked in, came out surprised. We don't know anything. We yeah. think we know what's going to happen, but that's what they do. Brilliant. They do that. Exactly. They do that. Because if, uh, if we knew what was going to happen, why would the Russo brothers say, don't put out spoilers? If we all knew, well, this is what the comic book does. The Russo brothers are like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't say anything when you leave. I don't think we know anything. I don't think we know anything, dude. Did you happen to read Peter Serretta's tweet? I did not. I did not. How was his? I'll read it to you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Slash Film, right? Right. Yeah. I'm going to pull it up real quick. A few people from Slash Film are really good with their reviews. Okay, I got it. It says, imagine the best possible version of Avengers Endgame, and somehow the film still surpasses all expectations. I cried five to six times. It's the most emotional, most epic MCU film. A tribute to 10 years of this universe, and holy shit, the great fan service in this movie. So good. Oh, I'm not, I trust him. I'm not ready, dude. I trust you know who I trust too. Yeah, and I I saw him say something, something to the fact of, look, it is the best series that has ever been put on screen, and that's including Star Wars, dude. They said this ending puts it in the in the lexicon of a Star Wars now. Oh, I believe that 100. percent And they're like, this is going to. He said that he went back home to his wife. And said, I cried telling her about it. <laughs> and, but and again, I like Kanata. Kanata's really like, he's a solid, he's not going to just be like, oh, it's amazing. No, he walked in there and yeah, I mean, look, dude. These, I tend to agree with Jeff Kanata I, too. I agree with him 99.9% .9 of the time. Him and Devendra, I, know, I agree with. I'm not going to say anything else. Um, but uh, <laughs> he. Um, no the, podcast bashing. Though. Exactly. The, normally, the people that are really looking forward, they'll come out and say, it was really good because they had such high expectations. Everyone that's had high expectations has come out and been like, um, it is more than you think. It is a bigger thing. But dude, dude, they have taken 15 years to get here. And now I want to know, what does Kevin Feige do now? I got to go fix that fence now. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Might as well start working on my yard again. Okay. All right. This is going to be a little bit of a tangential thing, but you saw, you saw Abigail Disney's tweet thread. No. Okay. You know, she's, uh, she's from the Disney lineage. Uh, she had a feeling she's very into like, um, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders idea saying like, she says, I shouldn't be rich. I did nothing. I grew up with the last name. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, I like her. She's like, I shouldn't have all this money while everybody else is poor. I did nothing but get born into this. And she said, 
Bob Iger's compensation is ludicrous. I said, oh, wow. And she came out with a a thread saying, look, I love him. He's a family friend. But we should not be paying this much money for this man. I was like, that's true. No matter what he's doing, he's not worth that much money. Even if you got paid a million dollars, that's good. You're doing a job that you're supposed to do that you got hired to do. Think he's still a family friend? Um, He has no choice. Let me tell you something. You better be my family friend. My, yeah, I guess my he doesn't really. Yeah. Disney. <laughs> of all people exactly. to challenge, you don't challenge Disney. And if she's Not like, this year. Well, you can't do it because if he's like the board gets the vote, she'll still be able to be like, my last name is Disney. I could change the board. If I really just wanted to make a fuss, and now that we have social media, I can make you the least popular person in the world because I have that many followers. But anyway, I would say, Bob, you've done well. I would put Kevin Feige in charge of Disney. I would just give him the seat. And I think he would revolutionize the company. Tell you one thing, man, he's earned it. I think he would do a fantastic job. He has cemented his name in film no question. history. No question. No question. I mean, let's just talk about one thing. He put hundreds of millions of dollars into Black Panther and trusted a fairly new uh, director and cooler to do it and gave him creative control. How much foresight do you need to do that? To say, I trust you. He's just one of those guys that you bring in to fix things. And the thing is, he for, he said, when they're like, how's Black Panther coming? He would always be like, oh, it's going to be humongous, dude. He never was just like, well, we'll see. He'd be like, you guys aren't ready for what's about to happen. I'm like, he knew before it was even dropped. He's like, oh, I go, I went to the set. You guys are in trouble. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for what's coming down the line. And he, ne- he didn't even go do a bunch of press all over the place. He's just like, watch what happens when it opens. And it was people around, around the block. He knew it. He smelled it, dude. I think, what, what could he do for Disney? He wouldn't concentrate on buying properties. He'd be like, let's make our properties amazing. Skip buying a million properties. Let's make our properties crazy. That's what he would do. Do you think that he has another franchise in him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's going to do, he's going to do like after homecoming. Cause look, let's be real, dude. Do you know who the king of the mountain is after the Avengers? Like as far as monetary mountain of, of, of Marvel is black Panther. And then after black Panther, It's going to be, you know, we're going to be talking about Thor, another Captain Marvel. Like, we have a brand new, that's if Cap, I mean, (laughs) look, Chadwick Boseman (laughs) keeps on saying in interviews that he's dead. Everything, he's like, hey, so what do you think about, he's like, I'm dead, I don't know what you're talking about. I died. You didn't see the last film, I'm dead. He won't say anything but that. So we're going to, let's just assume he's not coming back. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but um, then we still have Thor. We have Captain Marvel and, you know, we already know Black Panther's coming back. But I'm saying we, they have a line of people that are now coming up behind this, that now he's going to focus, focus all of, his, all of his, his brain power on that. And I guarantee the franchise is going to be humongous. And what, what about when they get um, Fantastic Four? When they get a hold of oh, Fantastic Four, they can do it. The thing is, what's what's great about this is that we don't really know what's going to happen. No. We have like a, a little blueprint of what's 
coming, but we don't know what's going to happen. Just like you're saying, these movies are going to be huge, right? But we don't know how huge nope. or, or if they're going to be a swing and a miss this time. You never know. MCU movies don't typically fail. Because people are just going to come out and see them, right? Oh, no. Well, a pre-sale is the only thing they sell. They're good. They crash servers. It's over. It's a hit. Before it dry, you know how they say, hey, my album was shit platinum? Yeah. This movie is shit platinum. Before it drops, it's shit platinum. Now it's just how many other people are going to watch it now. This is going to be the biggest movie of all time. Um, I, I think it will be until the behemoth comes out after it. You talking about Star Wars? No. I'm talking about the person everyone always counts out and always does it. I'm talking about oh. Avatar. Oh, no. Oh, no. here's what I will tell you. We always count them. Because remember, nothing's going to be Titanic until he beat his own freaking movie. I could be completely wrong, uh -huh. right? Like, and probably I am. But I think that there is something to be said about striking when the iron's hot. I don't think that Avatar... No, this is just my opinion. Yeah. I don't think that Avatar was ever... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like revolutionary film as far as the way the CGI was and everything like that. I don't think the story was strong enough to even wait this long to do this. This is like the film equivalent of Guns N' Roses' Chinese Democracy. It's coming. Or like the new Tool album. It's been like 10 years, but it's coming. Oh. And then it's going to come out. And it's just going to be the people are like, oh, my God. This is fucking Avatar. I've been waiting forever for it. And mm -hmm. then it's going to just like go away. Okay. Remember what he did with Terminator. And he waited all yeah. those years to T2. He knows yeah. when he he knows when to strike. He knows like everyone counts it out sometimes. He's just like, but I don't lose. I never, he has never lost yet. So he's oh, like, it's gonna be successful, Steve. I'm just saying that I guess it's maybe to be fair, it's because I don't care for the movie. That's, so I have yes, no totally. heart in it. I'm not, yes. I could give a shit if it comes out ever. You yes. know, I just that's just me. Yes. So maybe that's what it is. But to be fair, monetarily, it's gonna crush. It is go I it's gonna beat Avengers. I doubt that. Here's what I would say. We're going to put, okay, timestamp. We all, how many timestamps do we have now? I don't know, because I don't stamp them. Oh, I thought you've been timestamping. I thought when you verbally do it, anything. it does something to your audio. Um, Is that like declaring bankruptcy? I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. Timestamp. I didn't know you watched The Office. Come on, man. We talk about this a lot. No, but I didn't know you like can quote it, though. I watched enough. Oh, there we are. Okay. So you were saying. Okay, anyway, um, I would say uh, remember this because when he beats Avatar mm -hmm. or beats uh, um, Avengers. Avengers. Not going to happen. Okay, but Avengers, okay, has Avengers beat Avatar yet? Dude, think about it this way. It hasn't beat Avatar. No, really? No, it's not the number I one need some, film. I need some literature on that. It hasn't, it's not the number one film in the world. Uh, Avatar still holds the, um, holds the number one spot. And that is in their money. What about if it was now? This was in 2007 money. <laughs> it's the number one movie of all time. I think it's going to change. Oh, damn. I don't think lightning will strike twice. You think, okay. Oh, this is a great question. Is Avengers Avatar didn't have 10 years of movies building up to this big sure didn't. head. And it's still, but the last Avengers had all those movies behind it and it still couldn't take the place of Avatar. Also, there was not that great a CGI back then in comparison to now. So that was doing something that was super revolutionary at the time. And so what do you think he's going to do this time? You're asking the wrong person is what the problem is. I get no, no, You I need get someone it. on here that appreciates Avatar. Oh, no. I, I appreciate. The thing is, it's not so much that like I super appreciate. Like the experience, I appreciate it. I appreciated the experience of Avatar. 
You know what I'm saying? But what I appreciate is James Cameron. Like he knows, he knows how to make an experience. He knows how to make an immersive. And now that he's shooting the, all that stuff in this immersive 3D, it's going to be, you're like in the world now. That is going to be weird, bro. That could be the factor that brings a lot of people to the movies now is because he does, he ends up doing something that hasn't been done before. Yes. You got me there. Yes. That's a, that's actually a pretty good point because he could, you know, if it's new, people want to see it. Bingo. But then again, I don't know. I don't know if that's true with him though. Like for him, he made Titanic the highest grossing movie of all time. And there's nothing that we hadn't seen on that movie. He just is like his finger on the pulse of what people will pay billions of dollars to see is uncanny. I don't know how he does. He made the most lucrative movie of all time out of a movie that we knew the ending to. That is insane. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. <laughs> that takes a filmmaker, dude. I want Black Panther to be the highest grossing movie of all time. You know me. I want the second Black Panther to be the highest grossing movie of all time. I would love that. It's just, um, I think Avengers, I think it's going to get at least number two. Because this is about to be, I can see myself, I'm about to blow your mind. I might watch it twice. I don't believe you. You're probably right, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, to people listening, they're like, well, yeah, you'll watch it twice. Not Hudson. I don't. It gets in my- How many times have you seen Infinity War? Once. I know the answer. Once. Exactly. Right. But you know what's funny? It's, it's so weird, the movies I will watch over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like I've watched Jackie Brown. How many times would you, I mean, shoot. I went to sleep with that movie on for three years. So I've watched it a million times. Whereas other movies, I just don't like, I, it was such a unique, I haven't watched Black Panther again. It was such a unique, perfect experience that I'm just like, I will remember all of that. That was perfect. It was perfect. Like, and even people that say Infinity Wars wasn't great. For me, it was perfect. Perfection. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just not that much of a, like for Marvel, maybe I'm just not a big enough critic. Maybe. I just think all of it is perfect. Except I haven't seen the second Ant-Man. And people say that I should watch it before I watch this movie. I mean, watch the stinger and you'll be fine. All right, dude, what do we got? I got all kinds what of stuff. have you been watching, Dan? So I'm not like the biggest Beyonce fan, right? I think she's talented. Don't get me wrong. I think she's beautiful, but I don't listen to Beyonce. Fair. That said, I watched Homecoming. Mm -hmm. which is a film by Beyonce that's on Netflix right now, which is, it's a concert film slash documentary about her appearance at Coachella last year, which mm -hmm. was, I mean, they were calling it Beachella. You know, everyone talked about this thing. Yes. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's Beyonce. From This is from my uh, spectator point of view yes. last year. I'm like, okay, it's, it's Beyonce. Okay, great. She did a great performance. Awesome. I've never really seen her perform before. Lover or hater, she performs her ass off, dude. Like, well, that ain't true either because it's still there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But she, um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, I'm just kidding. But I just wanted to say that I think this is definitely worth watching. If you even somewhat, if she's even on your radar, check out the documentary. Uh, it's mostly a performance movie. And I think that they did a very good job of, they took two different weekends and they put it together and they made a different concert. You can tell by the costumes and shit like that and the way that they like switch back and forth. But the performance was pretty fucking outstanding. Dude. Like I have a new appreciation for her. As far as the documentary stuff goes, it was a little bit weaker. It was a lot of like phone conversation with her and they just showed some of the performances or the rehearsals rather of them working up to this performance. That part wasn't as interesting. And you know how much I like rock docs and just anything really about music that's a documentary I'm going to watch. Maybe that's why I liked it. 
But again, I think the importance of this one for me was that it actually put her a little, a little bit more on my radar. And uh, I totally realize now that I can't just say something from like a spectator standpoint. I have to experience it. This movie, depending on the ticket price, convinced me to go see Beyonce if she comes back through. Oh, there's, gee, that's happening. That's depending I mean, on the ticket price. I watched Baychella and I said, how is she doing this without like a break? Like how? And then when she does take a quick break, she comes running back on stage full. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. How? How? I'm going to go as far as to say that her performance was phenomenal. Yes. Music aside. Yes. Performance was phenomenal. Like, okay, I'm about to be, I'm about to be a terrible, okay, number one, okay, you know that my favorite stage performer who ever lived, some put it at Michael. Nah, it's Prince, man, come on. Yeah, after witnessing it, I said it's Prince, because he's just, he just oozes this thing. I don't know what it is. It, he oozes this thing. It's truly something that if you didn't get a chance to experience it, yes, you you're never going to truly get it. Mm -mm. There was... I remember when, uh, we're not going to get on a tangent, but there was a point where in the beginning of the Musicology Tour, 2000 Forever, when he comes, there's a video that, that he does this thing where in the beginning, there's a video of all of his hits kind of showing you who you're about to see. And he comes up through the stage and he's just oozing this stuff. You're like, I am in the presence of, I don't even know what it was, but I had never felt that for another man before. I said, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I totally get it. I, I felt totally like, what it. am I feeling right now? I don't understand this. And he's oozing this thing. And, uh, but um, obviously it, it goes for me. It's, it's, it's him, uh, you know, Freddie Mercury, then Michael. But uh, when people are just like, we're going to put Beyonce as the best performer of all time. After watching Beachella, People of her age in her age thing, I get it. I totally get it. I'm like, you know what? I can't hate on that because what I saw was, and especially like even like say Ben being in a band, he would be able to tell you how hard that is to do without those that band in the back of her holding their instruments yeah. for two hours. That is amazing, and they weren't standing still. They no, were like they were, moving. They were part of the show. Yes. Yeah. How do you do that? You can't drop your instrument. You just have to keep moving with that tuba on you. What? Plus, you're in like a well, it was a pyramid. Yes, right? but it, was it was kind of like stairs, like, like, like yes, stadium seating or something like that. It was great. I said everything had to go off perfectly. I said I cannot hate on this. I want to watch Homecoming. I have been listening. Uh, I gave Beyonce a spin this week. She can sing really well. She's an amazing singer. Um, yeah, no doubt. It's young for me. It's it's a yes. little bit young for me, but I could. That's totally, a really good way of putting it. It's, I could totally get why she's amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you liked it, man. I mean, now you're making me want to watch it. I'm thinking about checking Getting it out. Getting back to the original question, Steve, is Beyonce a superstar? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, without, she might be the biggest star on the face of the planet. Right now? She might be the biggest star on the face of the planet. She's one of them, dude. But I have so much appreciation for her now. I, you know, I'm not going to go out and buy all Beyonce no. shit. Well, it's on but, iTunes now. Oh, okay. Well, then now I really don't have to. But at the same time. Like I said, I think I would probably pay to see her. I asked Gail that same question, too, because she pretty much stands with me on that. And she's like, oh, yeah, we got to go check this out. Like, Gail was like, eh, I'm not into this. And she, I just kept watching her walk back and forth past the television. And she would stop and watch an entire performance. Yeah, she's crazy. Not her. I'm and, saying, like, Beyonce's crazy. She's crazy. Right. Yeah. So, no, she gets it, dude. Yeah. And 
her dance style is borderline violent. Yeah. Don't you agree? Like she, <laughs> it's, that was always the thing that kind of got me about her. It's like, whoa, like don't yep. put her near China or anything. And she, it's <laughs> on purpose. Like she antique said, store somewhere. I needed something new. And she yeah. has her own thing that she's doing. Yeah. And it's her thing. It's her thing. I would, I would watch Beyonce if it was a, um, if there was the honor on the run, because I'd want to knock out both her and Jay at the same time. I bet you want to knock her out. G, listen. If Jay wasn't a billionaire, G, listen. Listen. And she was at like a bar, listen. Wait, are you stepping to it? G, it would be like, hey, hey, how are you? Oh, it's all day. And then she'd look and immediately be like, oh, you don't have to say another word. Because I'm suited and booted, baby. Well, of course. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's Jay-Z. Yeah. And there's Steve Hudson. Exactly. If I wrote Dirt Off Your Shoulder, Allow Me to uh, PSA, uh, The Reasonable Doubt, uh, The Blueprint, I'd be just on the same level as he is. (laughs) 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 If I did all those things, you know what I'm saying? Shoot. That was dope when he came out, too. Gee. Oh, Oh, you didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Spoilers. No, I knew he was. Come on, G. I mean, he's got to come. I mean, and and the thing is, Jay is like the secondary one. He's, she's one of the only ones that when he comes out, he gets love. But when he leaves, they're not bummed. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Next song. Yeah, we're good. Bring it back, Beyonce. Yeah, let's do the Beyonce. And he understands that, oh, she's bigger than me. He gets it. And he's perfectly fine with it. He's like, okay. That takes a certain person. Well, she's <laughs> like, an independent woman. Very. I see what you did. <laughs> I see what you did. Did they bring oh, out they um, uh, Destiny Child? Yes, they did. Well, how was that? They still sound good. Wait, did they bring out Destiny Child like Justin brought out in sync for like three seconds? I think they did like three, three oh, songs. Oh, that'll work. Kind of like a uh, a medley, I think is what it was. Oh, that'll work because they got they got hits, G. They did a lot of them, but I just can't remember if it was like a like how long the set was that they did. But it, I think it might've been more of a medley. And she gives them love, dude. Like in middle of tours, she'll bring them out. Like she really understands. That's one thing Justin doesn't get. He doesn't bring in sync with him. And I don't think he understands that without them, there is no you. And I think Beyonce recognizes all those years of practices, practicing when they were little. Like, look, I'm not going to forget that because I'm Beyonce You now. don't forget where you come from. Yeah, man. and Justin did. There's no question. Because even with his lifetime achievement, they were on stage for three seconds and then they left. That's it. You don't think he's calling Joey Fatoni? G, listen. <laughs> and and it sucks, though, dude, because... Yo, Justin, you want to go out for like, I don't know, get a calzone or something like that? Nah. G, he got... You see him lately? He's comfortable. He's comfortable. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I get it. I was part of NSYNC. I got rich. I don't know if he's still rich, but remember when they did that cribs at his house? I was like, oh, they're rich, rich. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're like having a pool in the house, rich. I didn't know that. sync money still exists. You, I don't think anybody oh, ran out of it. that's interesting. I wonder. I don't think it does. Because remember. If they were smart. If they were smart, because... Yeah, like, I have no idea what they're doing nowadays, but if they were smart, they should have invested some of that, because that was big money back then. If you have a million-something dollar house, or something-odd million-dollar house, that thing is like $20,000 a month. That starts eating very quickly after five years. It's gone. Especially when you're not doing NSYNC anymore. I don't know what they're doing these days, but... investing... It's fair enough to say that they had a lot of it at one time. Yes, yes, yes. And so that's why I'm like... I don't think that Beyonce is ever going to go the way that go away like that. She's going to always bring, 
She's not going to let them suffer. I don't see that happening. She's going to always be like, okay, I wouldn't be surprised if she did a Destiny's Child tour. That would take nothing away from her. And she'd probably rock it. That would probably be a rocking tour. Because <laughs> she'd be like, yeah, Destiny's Child had hits. We had enough hits to do a tour. For sure. You know, it would be massive as if she was able, and don't get me wrong, that's a lot of working out right there. But if she had Destiny's Child with Beyonce performing, open up for her tour. Oh, dude. Then comes out as Beyonce. That would be tough. That would be, That'd be a lot. I would even say, and that's a thing, I think Justin Timberlake, if they did an in-sync reunion, I think they'd fill out everywhere they went. I think they'd, they'd, they'd pack the house because they had a lot. Would of you hits. go? Uh, no. I liked NSYNC a lot, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't see them live. I would see Justin if it wasn't Man of the Woods. If it was all the other albums, I would have gone, gone to see him. But it just, it's just the screaming women. The, 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 like that scream to the point that you can't really, it's just a hum. I can't do that. <laughs> and that's what it was. Don't ever go to a Five Seconds of Summer concert. Then. Is it ridiculous? Oh, my God. Or Panic at the Disco is another one. Like you can't, you, this, the crowd is deafening. Forget the music. The crowd is, it's crazy. dude. I've never heard pitches so high before. Betsy. Or even for that matter, 21 Pilots. Same thing. See, my friend worked at, uh, well, he's a young kid. He's like 23 and he worked at Save Mart Center. And I was like, hey, what was the biggest concert that you saw uh, when you were working there? He's like, oh, Bruno Mars. He's like, Bruno Mars was insane. It was like a madhouse in here. It was, I was like, really, Bruno? He's like, oh, dude. He's like when he it was a madhouse. He's not lying. That's I didn't crazy. know it was that crazy. He's like, oh dude, I saw a bunch of different concerts throughout the year. It wasn't until that night that it was just a just a freaking insane place. I said, oh, hmm, wouldn't have thought he was like that. He was like, oh yeah, and he said the most fireworks too. He's like every three seconds, boom, 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 boom. Like it was a like a Super Bowl performance in there. He's like, yeah, it was it was it was, it was insanity. He's like, but it was good. He said he put, he's like, even if you don't like him, he said he put on a quite the spectacle, <laughs> like quite the spectacle. But again, I think that for me, if, if Beyonce came through town, I think I would, if you're like, hey, it's on Saturday night, after hearing your review for Homecoming, I would go with you, dude. It's a mandate, dude. We're going. It's a mate and Gail. Nah. No, I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> you know, what's so crazy about you is that, uh, and I know you're kidding, of course, but like if I say something, you go, oh, some people have a talent to turn the tone oh, for sure. of a situation uh-huh. just by making a noise. You're that guy. For sure. Uh, there's, I, I started. Like a, you go. Ooh, I started at least a few fights at school where it's just like, one, it wasn't even a big deal. They're like, hey, well, maybe you shouldn't have said that. And the other person will be like, well, maybe you shouldn't have said that. I was like, ooh. ooh. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, wait, you guys, <laughs> technically they just said the same thing. They're like, ah, dude. I would not take that personally, dude. <laughs> but we've been raised different. You was raised by a bunch of chumps. Me, I was raised by a mom and a father. So maybe you take stuff like that. <laughs> maybe that's how you get down. <laughs> and that's cool now, but, you know. That's straight, but I mean, hey, you know. Actions bear consequences you know is all I'm saying. saying. I would have clocked him on the speed eye. No, in San Luis Obispo. <laughs> You're like, I would have totally not bought him a coffee. The next time we go to that Santa Cruz surfboard shop, would not buy him any sex wax. Not a bit. Sex wax. <laughs> I remember sex wax. Yeah, yeah. We, I used to um, go over there and get him. Did you ever chew it? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah, I remember chewing. And then, and then we'd be like, we, well, we'd wax. My grandma told me, you're going to go blind. I'm like, okay, I'm done. We'd work on our skateboards like for 50, like 20 minutes a day. Like I'd wax my guards. I'd change my wheels with better ball bearings. 
I like we'd we'd walk to downtown and get like the like the we'd hook up our skateboards and then we'd start rolling and be like, yeah, it feels different. Oh yeah, yeah, I could ollie way better with this joint. Like we really thought that w- things were changing. Our whole the differences in the sex wax. Gee, it, but it does help you slide along the rails better though. There's Tony Hawk and then there's me, so I know exactly what you're you talking. Know, about. Do you know how to uh, skateboard? I used to skate when I was a kid. Did you? But the style was what I used to wear. I used to rock all that skater shit. Of course, shit. I saw your. I, had a skateboard. I saw your high school picture. That is not. Yeah, that, that totally <laughs> wrong you have phase, to, bro. You have to <laughs> had to get that mullet going in the wind. Oh, for sure. There was no mullet back then. <laughs> Man, why you gotta always get up on that? <laughs> Hudson paints a picture that I don't want out there, man. <laughs> you no joke about that mullet, though. I'll tell you that much. That dude had that sweet mullet. That sweet <laughs> mullet. If I tell you, I will say it again. You need to get Gail into investing because she knows how to make an investment on a long bet. For sure. Y'all will be millionaires <laughs> in 15 years. <laughs> You're so mean to me, man. <laughs> That's great. Well, that was homecoming. What else you been watching? <laughs> oh, I just made my day today. My day. I'm going to be laughing about this tonight, probably. You know, I think I'm going to go this direction now, since you're in that sort of a mind frame. Speaking of smelling your own farts, let's talk Guava Island. <sighs> yeah, let's. Go ahead and get it out. Oh, and then I'll, man, yeah. this guy. You good? Yes, I'm done. Oh, you sure? I mean, you can go on. Oh, I no, I just I'm had just a long the sigh is what came out. So my brain was like, yeah, that's all we needed. I think if you've listened to the show long enough, you know where Steve and I stand. And it's difference. There's a, well, <laughs> there was a difference of opinion when it comes to Donald Glover. I appreciated him a little bit more than Steve mm-hmm. did. Would yeah. you agree? That's kind of. Oh, totally. I had the uh, experience of watching Guava Island last night. I think I'm starting to agree with you, dude. I think Donald Glover's just a little too full of himself. And here's the reason why. So Guava Island is a short film. It's about 55 minutes long and it has Rihanna in it. And it also has, um, is it Letitia Wright? Shuri, Letitia Wright, correct? Yes. Very small part, but it's Guava Island is more of a long form video than it is a short film. If that makes any sense. It's got musical scenes in it, and there is a story behind it. It's, a, uh, it's about this guy who lives on this island. I assume it's Guava Island, and he's on the radio, and he works for this, this it's called Red's Cargo, and he's always doing like a jingle for them, but he's becoming a bit of an island celebrity because of the music that he plays on the show. So everyone knows him, and he's, it's all about this festival that's gearing up and how the antagonist, which is Red, I think his name is Red Cargo, actually, doesn't want him to do this performance. And that's kind of what it's about. But woven into the story are these musical performances. So this is America. He's working in this factory. And suddenly he starts performing This is America to a buddy. And it's one of those movies where everyone knows the dance routine. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And it just, it just come, it, dude, it just came off so cheesy. I mean, he's got real talent. I'll give him that. But 55 minutes of him smelling his own farts. Mm-hmm. I tried to come in this with like, hey, I like Donald Glover and I'm willing to appreciate what he's doing and, and just watch it from an unbiased point of view. And now I'm biased because I, I kind of agree with you, dude. I think he's just completely full of himself. And I'm not saying he's a bad person exactly, or anything exactly. like that. That's me too. Just as yeah. a performer, he's definitely whiffing his own farts. 
And this and, is 55 minutes of it. And here's the thing. Oh, I didn't rate Beyonce, by the way. If you're, if you're Prince, you can do that. But the thing is, Prince oozed this thing so that when he came out, it was like, my name is Prince. Like, I believe it. You are the best thing to ever walk the, the planet, apparently. But he had, he earned that. You know what I'm saying? Donald Glover hasn't earned this. Like, that's my issue. I wanted to talk to you about one thing, though. What's oh, that? but you haven't finished it. Never mind. We can't talk about it yet. You haven't What's finished that? Casual. You haven't finished it yet. I no, no, not even close. But uh, as far as Homecoming goes, I didn't rate it. I'm going to give that one three out of five marching bands. And uh, for Guava Island, I'm giving that a two out of five broken guitars. Okay. So there was a movie that came out years ago. We're going to call it The Cemetery of Pets. It's Pet Cemetery written by Stephen King. Um, so the original Pet Cemetery was a very interesting movie for me because I thought that um, it was before I started reading St- uh, Stephen King. I never read anything from Stephen King. I just remember uh, being like, oh, this should be an interesting movie. Me and my friends watched it. We were in San Luis Obispo. I was about, what, nine, ten. Went to a rated R movie. We walked out being like, we really shouldn't have watched that. Uh, that was a all scared. Yes, it was a very terrifying movie for all of us. And so we were like, okay, um, worst case scenario, uh, we find out that you know our father is 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 dead in one of the living. Oh, we can't ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it for people who haven't seen the original Space Cemetery. But let's just—it's been like a million years, dude. I think you're okay. okay. When you bury someone in the cemetery, they come back and they're not the same. Something that we are now accustomed to now. But at the time, we we didn't know that. Nowadays, they have so many of these different movies where they're like, if you bring back someone from the dead, they're different. That's a thing now. But it was not a thing when Stephen King wrote this movie. They come back a little changed. And so I was like, oh, that's a scary movie. So. Fast forward to now. We real we hear that they're going to be making a remake. Now it could either be good or bad. For me, I don't like people touching a classic. For me, it was a classic. For most people, Pet Cemetery is not a classic. It's a classic book, not a classic movie. So I said, I for me, it was a classic because it made it was something that had an effect on me when I was little. So I said, okay, fine, I'm going to watch it, see what's going to happen. Worst case scenario, if they bury something and it comes back to life and scares people, for me, I walk out of the theater and it's a win because they did exactly what I wanted them to do. So I leave uh, and I go to the movie. I went to the movie at like, shoot, 10 o'clock, maybe nine. And I go see it. Great crowd. So right off the bat, we're all kind of quiet because it's like, hey, finally, we have a good crowd. Everything's going to be good. We're all probably fans of this movie. The movie starts. Uh, I like Jason Clark. I like Jonathan Lithgow. Not huge. I'm, I don't really know any other, other people too well. But I am a fan of all uh, both of those guys. So I'm like, okay, let's rock this rocket and see what happens. Off the very first few scenes, I'm in. It's over. I'm like, they, That's a good sign. they have like to hear set that. the tone for this movie. This is not going to be a million jump scares. This is going to be a story we're telling you. Imagine, if you will, and continue. Come with us on this journey. And continue. They're not asking you to believe in this thing. They're not asking you to say, here's the history of this crazy situation and why scientifically it makes sense. No. They just say, hey, either you're going to believe that the cemetery exists or you don't. All we know is that when you bury things, they come back. I love that. 
They didn't try to be like all, you know, they have a cut scene to a scientist doing some sort of soil, soil thing. And they're, they're analyzing the soil and being like, oh, this soil reanimate. No, they just said, if you bury something here, it comes back and we have no clue why. It is what it is. It is what it is. And I'm okay with that because we're in this world of is what it is. Okay. I saw a lot of people being like, hey, you should have known that cat was dead by how it looked. I'm like, so you're telling me that if the cat that you buried came back and it was all ruffled, you would immediately think it was a zombie cat? No, you would think of every other possibility in the world before you think it is a zombie cat come back from the dead. So when that cat, that cat is the lead actor. (laughs) Everywhere that cat is, you do not want to be. And at the end of the movie, you find out why. It's so well done. And for me- Is there like a new spin on it now? No. Mm -mm. There's The ending is a spin, a little bit of a spin. And I love, they stuck the landing. Which, and here's my issue with sticking the landing on this one. They stuck the landing on this one in a way that if they don't have a second one, now you're just left in the lurch. They stuck the landing, but they were sticking the landing hoping for a second movie. So they teased. that's the thing. And I'm like, this is a sticking of the landing as long as you get a sequel. If you don't get a sequel, then I'm fine with the ending and I could imagine, but I would love to see the continuation of the story. But I, the, the thing is, like they took the something's different with these people to the next level. Like if you come back from the dead, you're not just different. You're not just different. Like you're a different person with hints of the old person, hints of who you used to be, but you are a brand new human being though. And I loved that. I loved that. It's it's just a really, really fun, for me, I loved it. I would, I would recommend everyone checking. If you're a horror fan, this is almost a must see. I would give this three and a half Zombie cats, for sure. And that cat, I don't even know how they did it. Like how it looks at the person, how you see it in the middle of the road. What an eerie sight that is. Like you're like, hey, I think something's happening. And then you go and start walking and you see that cat just looking at you in the middle of the road. I'm like, oh, that is creepy as hell. That cat is bad news. For real. So go see it. I think, and Dan, you were, you're gonna you're going to really like it. You're yeah, going to like it. I almost went and saw it yesterday, dude, but I, I opted for another one that I'm going to talk about here in just a sec. All right. Yeah, that's mine. What's, what, which one did you opt for yesterday? Because that's two, that's a horror movie. What, what horror movie did you see? Well, Steve, I'll tell you. I watched something yesterday. Say it right because of your heritage. I'm going to say it right, baby. <laughs> I'm going to put some music behind it, too. Now, Stephen. Oh, Lord. He can do this, people. Gather around, children, and let me tell you a story about something that happened very long ago. It was the 16th century. A beautiful woman in Mexico found the love of a very handsome man, and they had children together. Years later, the man abandoned the family, the woman and her children, and she was distraught, she was crushed, she did not know what to do. So the thing that she did, Stephen, she did the only thing that she thought she could do. And it was a bad mistake. I'm going to tell you that right now, my friend. It's not a good thing. She murdered her children, Stephen. She drowned them in the river. It was very, very scary. 
Years after that, I don't know what happened exactly. Neither she died. She, oh yeah, she killed herself first of all. But then, I don't know if heaven don't want her. I don't know if hell don't want her. I don't know, Stephen. But I do know one thing: she she stayed around. People say at night you can hear her crying, crying for her ship. She now goes by the name. Thank you very much. All right, so let's talk about the movie. I can't say anything to that, but I will say this. How is it that every single one of your impersonations are so good? That's how I really talk, Steve. Oh, is it? What you hear, what you hear normally when we're just talking on, you know, a side somewhere, that's just a, an aspect, if you will. This is the real me. Hmm. And the only thing that brings it out is La Llorona. <laughs> It's true. Speak <laughs> help. I don't know what people are thinking about this movie. And I'm hitting this from sort of a biased standpoint, right? I kind of loved it. <laughs> I did. It's not a great movie. It's a part of, the con- of James Wan's Conjuring universe. But this one was really fun to me. I'm not going to pick it apart because, as I've said before, nothing scares me anymore when it comes to hero, to uh, not hero, a horror movie is what I'm trying to say. It is one of those jump scary kind of movies uh, but the thing that I really liked about going to see this movie, I think I just witnessed the Mexican Black Panther, Steve. Because when I went into that theater yesterday, it was packed with Mexican people. And they were so fucking into it. And here's the funny part about, I don't know if you're, are you kind of, outside of my little goofy story, are you aware of like the folklore behind that and how it's used with Mexican families? Um, the only thing I know is that it's an offshoot of like uh, the Keening Woman. It's an off and every every you know uh, a lot of different ethnic cultures have some offshoot of the Keening woman, a woman that is so devastated that she cries and cries or cries because her kid is gone. Uh, Irish people have it, all these different people have it, and in the Hispanic culture, it's La Llorona. It's what La? Yo, I can't say the word. I'm not gonna even <laughs> Come try on, man. to. You're supposed to try uh-uh. this. But what I will Your say, sister's gonna be disappointed. It's an offset of the Keening woman. So that's the thing is that she and what it is, is that if you hear her, you might hear her crying, Mm -hmm. but she basically roams the land looking for other children to replace the children that she murdered. This was just a fun movie, man. But the thing that was making me laugh is that the story of La Llorona is actually made to put kids in check. So it's like, you better behave or La Llorona's coming or you better come in from the night. Ooh, this is loud. You better come in from the night. Don't be coming in late because La Llorona is going to get you, right? People were bringing in kids that were probably four or five years old to this movie. <laughs> and Damn. coming up, growing up, and growing up Mexican, I know what's going on here. They are using that shit to get their kids scared. So when they go home and the kids start fucking up, they're going to be like, you better watch out because La Llorona is going to come and get you. I'm not even joking. That's exactly what was going on with this movie. Is that what they did in the movie? Like, you better or else? No, 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 no. It has nothing oh, to do with the oh, movie. Oh, I'm talking okay, about okay, the people okay. watching the movie. Oh. That's what I think made it fun for me. So, and it was great too, because, you know, in a, in a regular horror movie or one that's a little more, uh, not so niche, if someone screams in the movie, you hear, ah, or whatever, right? They, they cry out. And this one, you just kept hearing, I, I, the whole that time. Is so... <laughs> I was fucking dying. You know, it, it's so funny, funny because this is the first movie. I'm talking about rational people, totally yeah. rational human beings. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're going to go see, uh, La Llorona? And they're like, no. I said, why? Oh no, I don't mess with that. 
I said, I'm sorry. Like, oh, no, that, that's for real. I said, oh, no. You don't play with La Llorona. Man. Oh, no. My grandma used to try and scare me that way when I was a kid. She would tell me these stories. And we lived, uh, there was a canal in the back of my house. <laughs> yes. Like there was the fence and then there was a canal and then there was another fence. So a kid happened to die. He actually drowned oh, in this canal. And, you know, people are tacky as fuck. But La Llorona came into play. Like people were talking about that and everything. And this is like, no, this is the middle of a white neighborhood. But okay. But my grandma always told me these kind of stories, man. So that was the reason why I wanted to see this. When Hollywood Horror Nights did the, the they had one of those, I believe. It was a La Llorona set. I really wanted to go, wasn't able to make it, but it's always been, it's nothing that scares me now, but I love the story of it. Obviously, I was going to go see this movie. And you believe, you kind of believe in ghosts a little. I believe in fantasmos. See? <laughs> I don't know, man. I had a really good time at this movie. Like, like you know what's funny? And I've mentioned this before. Gail hates scary movies, right? Just the term scary movie, like put in whatever you want. She doesn't like that type of a genre. So when I take her to these movies, she's legit scared. So all the reactions, and anyone that's like watching these movies knows it really wasn't a scary movie. But to her, she was like legit scared. So it was really funny, man. It just makes the whole experience that much better for me. The acting wasn't bad. I think the plot was pretty good. You know who's scary? You know that dude that plays Tuco on um, Oh yeah, uh-huh. Breaking Bad? Yep. He is he plays a priest, kind of a priest shaman Whoa, type guy. That, that, that's uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a completely you. different yeah. role. Cause you know, I, I just picture him from uh training day being like, I got my shit pushed in big time. Like he's that scary, methed out dude that you don't want to be around. And um Tuco scares the shit out of me, by the way. He's scarier than La Llorona, to be honest with you. But seeing him in this role was a little bit different. And he's actually the one that supplies a little bit of comedy to it. So they do work a little comedy, nothing too yuck yucky with it, but um, it was kind of funny. It was a, it was a good way to like cap certain scenes. But as far as these kind of movies go, man, I really enjoyed it. I didn't see any of the Annabelle movies, but I know that they're all thrown in with the Conjuring universe too. There is a little scene, a very quick blink and you miss it scene that ties this to the Conjuring universe too. So it's kind of brilliant in a way. For these types of movies, they're yeah, it's like a Rona. Sorry. I got scared for a second, Stephen. This dude right here. Anyway, I think you guys should check this movie out. I think it's a lot of fun. If you grew up hearing these stories or if you can relate to them in any way, I think you'll appreciate it. But this is not going to be the movie that changes the world or anything like that. But I think it's a lot of fun. I have no idea what other people are saying about this as far as like, I'm not calling myself a critic, but as far as film critics go, no clue what they're saying about it. And who cares? Totally worth. Yeah. Who gives a shit? If you like something, rock it. Right. And I like this movie. I would probably watch it again, but not like, oh, I got to keep watching it and watching it. But if it's on television, I'm probably going to just like chill out and watch it for a while. So I'm going to give this one three out of five rosaries. Yeah, three out of five rosaries. Now, would you recommend me seeing it in the theater or do you think I should wait for it to come out on video? Um, I think if you go see it in the theater, it'll be fun, but you're not missing out on anything. Okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 if you're out, Go have a ball, but okay. don't feel like you miss something great in the theater if you don't go. Because it's really like, I think some people are probably going to go, I don't get it. But again, I'm kind of biased to this one. So I liked it a lot. Okay. Very fun movie. Totally fair. Um, That leads me to having to leave. <laughs> I have oh, to really? I know. One, well, I have a minute, one minute. And you know what I can get done in one minute, Jay. <laughs> All right. What else have you been watching? I'm going to talk about Lil Dicky for a second, okay? I know how you feel about Lil Dicky. And I'm not the biggest Lil Dicky fan, but I do appreciate him. I think he's talented. And I think it's more of like a comedy kind of rap that he does. But uh, 
he just came out with something last week for Earth Day. And it's this song and a video that accompanies it called Earth. I, I wanted to talk about this because I think it's important and I think that people should know about this for several different reasons, okay? First of all, Lil Dicky is pretty freaking like, I think he just kind of woke up to what's going on in the world and there's a lot of shit going on in the world. So he made this video, it's an environmental video and he brought out a lot of big names for it. I'm gonna have to give you the quick review since Steve's going, but uh, there's like 32 different artists on this thing and the song is completely different than what he normally sounds like. He's actually kind of, I don't know if you want to call it singing. It almost sounds like it should be in a Disney movie, but it's kind of dirty in a way. But all the proceeds to this video, if you stream it, if you purchase it, they all go to Leonardo DiCaprio's foundation to help save the world. I had an interview ready to go, but I'm going to go ahead and skip it. Uh, essentially, the Earth has about 12 years to get shit fixed. Uh-oh. We have to fix things. You know what I mean? We have a madman in the office right now that doesn't believe in global warming and things like that. And that doesn't make things any easier. It's a great video. Uh, but it's not truly like his style of music, but it's something that I think everyone should see. I think it's super important. If you're not a believer in global warming and all that stuff, then I guess really this is Stop lost listening. to you. Exactly. Stop listening because it's only going to get worse from this point on, man. We're the heroes of fucking noise for Pete's sake. Now, as far as his, his actions go, I'm giving him a five out of five for effort. Five out of five melting ice caps for Lil Dicky's song, uh, his video. But check it out, guys. I'll put a link in the notes yes. to check this out. And buy it. It's like a buck. And just let's help our world out, man. Let's yes. get this shit right and save it for our children. And I loved it. I watched it. It's amazing. Um, look, if if you're ever going to listen to it, a Little Dicky song or a song, period, listen to this one. Uh, this is so important. It's bigger. The fact that he did this, uh, he's not doing the jokey rap, none of that stuff. He's just like, look, this we're, we're screwed. And the only way to get unscrewed is if all of us come together. And I will give this. What, what did you what, what did you how did you rate it? Five out of five melting ice caps. Okay, I will give everything involved with this this thing a. I will give it a classic video. Um, I will say that it a he could have gone. It's important, so I won't put a hundred percent into it. It's a social song, so I won't do too much. Um, I don't know where he got the finance to do this this animation, but it is legit. He's bigger than we think he is. Animation. I would even. Here's what I would say. I don't know if he's bigger. But what I do know is that the people he had behind this video are huge. But he's got some clout. He got clout. and But even, I would even say with, right now, if you want to do an earth conscious movement, you will get people supporting you. You will get big names supporting you if you're serious about it. And the fact that he's like, I don't need to do this, but I'm going to do this because I think the earth needs this. That's huge, dog. It changes the way that I even think about Lil Dicky. Like, I think about him differently after watching this movie. It, it kind of messed me up a little bit. I was like, oh, no. Like, it's over. He was going, like, underwater, going to a safari, going to all these different places. Like, yeah, all this is gone. Everything you see is gone. Or it's on its way to being gone. On its way to being gone. And, and the weird thing is, uh, I remember Dave Matthews, someone was, like, uh, was talking to him about global warming. And he's like, uh, people keep on saying that the earth will end if global warming takes over, he's like, no, it won't. We will end. The earth will be just fine. Might be yeah, better than the earth ever. will replenish itself. eventually. Exactly. And we'll it might never be, see that happen. be like, great. I feel fantastic. We're fucked up. <laughs> We're done. So if we want to live. So when you say, Hey, we need to save the earth. No, we need to save us. And the only way to do that is by doing better by the earth. Otherwise the earth will be like I did to those ants. They'll put a huge climate change diatomaceous earth on everything and be like, let's restart this. If you don't want that to happen, well, then do something about it. All you can do is your part. If you think, well, what, am, what is one person? 
don't think like that. Just do your part. That's all you can do. Do your part. And next thing you know, your kids are doing their part and their kids are doing their part and their grandchildren. And now you have a whole litany of people doing their part. It's a fantastic video. I say it's a classic. Check it out. Yeah, very well done. Very well done. I wanted to give you more on it, guys, but we're running out of time. So with that, Steve. We are running out of time, literally. That's some deep shit. You like that? Then don't throw La Llorona in the mix. I was waiting. waiting. (laughs) Oh, Portia's going to lose her. She's going to text you, Jay. What's she going to say? She's going to be like, um, you tried. (laughs) What? La Llorona? (laughs) That's how you say it. I don't think that's exactly how you say it. Uh, it's exactly how you say it. You think so? I mean, you're Hispanic, yes. so you would know. I've heard the name my entire life. Oh, have you really? Do you think it is? I don't think yeah, you've heard it. Yeah, that's what I was name. talking about. Or have you my heard it? My grandma used to scare the shit out of me with these stories. I know, but you know, since then you've been okay. kind of. Don't you have like a couple of minutes left? I do. All right, I'm out of here. I got it. <laughs> All right, people. Hey, listen, um, you will be hearing from us. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Dan about when, but this is really Avengers week in a, it's not even two days, Dan. In a day and a half, we know, we know what the fate of our amazing Avengers are in a day in a freaking half. People, I love y'all. The next voice you're going to be hearing is the person who tries to pronounce things, but I'm not really sure if he's doing it correctly, but I can't really say anything because the last name is Ramirez. Peace. La Llorona. I'm saying it right, Steve. I'm telling you. Anyway, guys, that's enough for me because really, who needs to hear any more of that? My name is Dan Ramirez. Avengers, Avengers, Avengers. Guys, enjoy it. Have a great week and just enjoy the hell out of yourself because this is a special moment in film. We have voicemails to go over, I believe. Yeah, voicemail and email regarding the music stuff. I think I've hit all the major points, so I'm going to let Steve off the hook and let him get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you and watch out for La Llorona. Peace. (laughs) 